It still is amazing. <laughs> and I'm still excited. I couldn't believe it. We're taking photos. I mean, I've taken a lot of photos of it. I just feel so honoured and to think, think it's us. I just can't believe it. I can't get over it. We all feel the same. We all feel so... Words can't express it, you know. Just if you can feel physical tingles going down your arms, through your body, and the excitement. It's hard to explain, except it's physical tingles that I get. You're listening to Fauna, a podcast by Zoos Victoria, where we take you backstage at Hillsville Sanctuary, Melbourne Zoo and Werribee Open Range Zoo. It's like if someone told me I'd won $100 million in Tesla, I wouldn't believe it. As I say, I was all wake up tingling with excitement at what we've done. What do you do when a house guest shows up, unannounced? Yeah, so unexpected, really. Everyone was there at the right time, the right place, and like with all the coincidences, the biggest one is that we were here that night and going out the back at that exact time. We more or less just came around this corner and saw a fly up against. Up here and plop down there. But the first thing Susan said was, No, I think I found a quail. Mm. Yeah, quail like, I guess. Yeah, you thought it was a quail. Yeah. We'll hear a few mentions of quails, but sadly, for quail lovers, that's not what this episode is about. In fact, if this bird had turned out to be a quail, she would have been a bit of a disappointment. Yeah, it was. But then we thought, oh, is it a baby bird of some sort or is it? Mm. Knew it was different. Knew it was different to a quail, yeah, after we looked at it particularly. Now, most families might not have conversations like these, but when this tiny bird landed in this Bendigo backyard, it couldn't have chosen a better surrogate family. Oh, I'll go first, if you like. Meet the foes. My name's Ian, Ian Foe, and uh, this, this property that myself and my wife owned where this bird was found, and my daughter was responsible for that. I'm Susan Foe, I'm the one who picked up the bird, I guess, <laughs> at my parents' place. Oh, hello, I'm Yvonne Foe, co-owner of the property on which the bird was found. The Foe family has a keen interest in native birds. Yeah. When we find something, yes, we'll sit down and try and work out what it is and what's the best thing to do and who's available to take it to the wildlife rescue person that we ring and get on to it. But they'd never seen one like this. It had dainty yellow legs that were longer than a quail's. Its body was mostly light brown, but around its neck were these beautiful black and white feathers sitting up high like the neck of a skivvy. A rusty-coloured patch on its chest made it look like it was wearing a bib. After the foes found the mystery bird in their backyard, Ian placed it in an old shoebox. I decided, after my daughter had left our place, to uh, consult a, a reference book that we have, we've had for some years, Michael Morecambe's Field Guide for Australian Birds. Because of its resemblance to a quail, I uh, went to the quail section in the book. It was in that on that very page where the quails are represented that I found the Plains Wanderer and the illustration of the female Plains Wanderer uh, was instant recognition of the bird that my daughter had caught that previous hour or so before. Okay, so it's a Plains Wanderer. 
that might not mean much to you, but from her quick online search, Susan realised the squat little bird, now in a shoebox in her parents' garage, was really rare. The Plains Wanderer is one of Australia's most critically endangered birds. Dad actually, the night that we found her, was he was almost talking about letting her go. <laughs> that night he said, oh, I'll just let her go up in the back paddock in the morning and she'll be right. <laughs> and as soon as, obviously, they looked her up and I looked her up, I messaged Dad even at 2 o'clock in the morning. I said, don't let her go. <laughs> She's, yep, yeah, endangered and... I knew Zoos Victoria was on Facebook, so I sent them a photo and I also wrote them a quick note just saying that I had a quick question about who to contact regarding a bird we found at my parents' house last night in Bendigo, Victoria. From investigation, it appears to be a plains wanderer. Susan and her parents were up pretty late, checking their bird books, searching online and sending messages to Zoos Victoria. But they reckon they've got a female plains wanderer on their hands. So the next morning, they're up and about early, trying to figure out what to do next. They got back to me at 8.30 in the morning. They just thanked me for sending the pics and they'll check with the Plains Wanderer team ASAP. And Zoos Victoria encouraged Susan to ring the local wildlife rescue team. Her mum, Yvonne, took charge. And so I left a message and then I hung up and I said, no, I'm going to give Lynn a ring, Lynn Waller, because she's virtually known as the bird person around Bendigo, so... I rang Lynn and spoke to her, so she took us straight down to um, the Department of Wildlife, etc. That's Victoria's Department of Environment, Land, Water and Planning, a.k.a. DELP. But to see the people at DELP, the looks on their faces was just incredible. It was amazing. I thought, wow, never have I seen anything so, so rare. This is Lynn. Uh, Lynn Waller. I own and operate the White Hills Wildlife Shelter. I take in all birds except raptors. I do flying foxes. Won't do little microbats. Love my flying foxes. But water birds are my specialty. Yes, I love the swans. I love. I just love water birds. Uh, I've raised heaps and heaps of baby ducklings. Looking back, I've had about 26 swans in and I've lost about three. So that's a pretty good score, yeah. Now, while this petite bird with its bright yellow eyes wasn't a water bird, Lynn still jumped at the chance to collect the foe's house guest and take it to its next destination. Oh, just unbelievable. I feel very honoured. I feel quite, quite an experience for me to have something as beautiful as this in my hands, to be able to hold it, to think, I've got so so endangered. Yeah, I'll never see it again. Stumbling upon a critically endangered bird in a backyard is pretty much unheard of, let alone when the bird is so far from home. Female plains wanderers are territorial, so release into the wild wasn't an option. The best outcome was to rehome her at Werribee Open Range Zoo. But in the meantime, she was spending another night in Bendigo. So the team at the Bendigo Delp office took her in. She was causing quite a stir. It's just an explosion of excitement. And we're still excited. And I am still excited. Everybody down at Delp was excited. 
How come the camera's click, 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 click? I couldn't believe it. You know, one little bird has caused all this excitement. When we met Lynn, it had been five months since the day she collected the plane's wanderer from the foe's house. But she's still very attached. That is my screensaver. That is my screensaver. She is not leaving my screen. I get a new phone, she goes on the phone. She is unique. And I'm proud to be able to say, I took that photograph and have her on my phone. How exciting. Who gets that chance? Nobody. No. Lynn has two daughters and four grandkids too. And even they aren't on her phone. My dog's not on my phone. My plane's wanderer. What else would you have on your phone but a plane's wanderer? (laughs) You couldn't have anything else. It's so exciting. I love her. I I love her colours. I just love the whole attitude of her. You know, she she knows she's royal. And, yeah, I just love her. I just love everything about her. She is beautiful. I think she's gorgeous. Yes, is that what her name is? Oh, that's gorgeous. I like that. Yeah, I didn't know what her name was. We just call her the special lady. (laughs) Wanda. What a great name. Isn't it lovely? Good girl. Good girl, Wanda. Wanda, the plains wanderer. The special lady was named Wanda by the team at Werribee Open Range Zoo. So I was very excited. This is Yvette. Uh, so my name is Yvette Palick. I work at Werribee Open Range Zoo with the threatened species team. <laughs> I was very excited to hear that a bird's come in. When she was found in Bendigo, Wanda was well off course, a good 80 kilometres south of her home turf. Plains Wanderer's known wild territory is in the northern plains of Victoria and the Riverina region of New South Wales. It's a surprisingly long way for her to have travelled, seeing as Plains Wanderers are considered to be poor flyers, which is why Yvette was a little sceptical at first. I was quite reserved. <laughs> I didn't want to get too excited just in case she wasn't well or in case it wasn't a Plains Wanderer, <laughs> which a lot of people thought that it would turn out to just be a quail. Well, thank goodness it wasn't a quail. So I was sitting at home watching TV on the couch when I got a call from my supervisor saying, we're not 100% sure, but a Plains Wanderer may have turned up in Bendigo. Um, This was after hours at about 7pm. And then not long after, received a phone call back saying, yep, it's definitely a Plains Wanderer. And so first thing the next morning, got to work, grabbed a vehicle and drove out to Bendigo. Yvette made the two-hour drive to Bendigo solo. She pulled over a few times to make phone calls, anxious to make sure everything was in place for Wanda's arrival. On the return journey, though, things were a bit quieter. I was worried about making her more uncomfortable and more nervous, so I didn't even put the radio on. I kept it really quiet. had the aircon going, so it was just a nice sort of soothing sound in the background. Still in her shoebox, Wanda travelled to Werribee in the front seat so Yvette could keep a close eye on her. Just every now and then I'd hear a little sound and go, yep, 
okay, you're still with us, you're still doing well, we'll get you back as quick as possible. And at this point too, I didn't know if she was unwell either. So to get her back where our veterinary team could help out as well was obviously a priority for me. Can you hear that? Try to listen closely. Yes, it's like a really deep, like... That is the Plains Wanderer. Um, So their vocalisation is extremely unusual. It's been described in a few different ways, but my favourite is saying a cow crossed with a motorbike. It's a difficult sound to get used to in the first place and then once you're used to it, especially in the field, to try and drown out every other cow or tractor or any other sound that's going on and just focus on them, it's quite difficult to do. So during the day, the Plains Wanderers are very hard to find because often they'll freeze. So during the day, their behaviour involves standing quite upright on their feet and they'll dart between grasses It sounds like you should see them pretty easily, but it's very hard to see them. They blend in so well with the the colour of the earth, but also they're very little. And if they do freeze or squat down, uh, they're silent and they blend in so well. It's really, really difficult to see them. But the main reason they're so hard to find is because there are so few of them. Plains wanderers are ground nesters and limited flyers, so they're no match for introduced species like foxes. Land clearing for agriculture and grazing has also dramatically reduced their habitat, putting the elusive plains wanderer under imminent threat of extinction. There are now less than 1,000 birds remaining in the wild. We care a lot about this species because they are a local threatened species first of all. So they're an animal that's in our backyard that needs our help. But there's also a lot of importance put on them because they're really unique. They're the last sole remaining member of their family. So genetically and evolutionary and everything, they're just extremely unique individuals. They don't have any close ancestors here in Australia. Their closest ancestors are seed snipes in South America. So that's how, that kind of gives you a bit of an idea on how unique they are. This tiny bird exists only in the arid grasslands of southeastern Australia and is listed as critically endangered nationally and threatened in Victoria. Its precarious position saw Zoos Victoria launch a Plains Wanderer captive breeding program in 2016, making it the 21st native species the zoo has promised to save from extinction as part of the Fighting Extinction campaign. The aim of the program is to get an insurance population. And that means breeding them up in captivity. So if something happens in the wild, we'll have some to release back into the wild. And once we do have a good insurance population of about 100 birds, then we'll start doing releases back into the wild. So we still have two strongholds of Plains Wanderers left in the wild. And one is in the northern, northwestern Victoria region. So sort of 80 kilometres north of Bendigo and northwest of Echuca. Wanda was a long way from home when she arrived at the Foes Place. Plains wanderers are infrequent flyers, so how she got there was a mystery. The Faux family said they thought she might have caught a ride on the grain train that passes by their house. Or maybe she was caught and released by a well-meaning bird lover. We'll never know. 
What we do know is that finding a plains wanderer is like striking gold. Especially when you're starting a breeding program and keen on making the gene pool as deep as possible. Genetic diversity is always a massive issue when it comes to these sorts of programs. So right now we don't have enough founders um, and what founders are are the initial individuals who start the program. So when you're collecting your founders, which will be from the wild, you really want the best genetics possible. So it includes DNA testing when they come in just to see if they're related to anyone else so that you can avoid pairing them with anyone they're partially related to. Wanda's unannounced visit to the Foes Bendigo backyard meant Zoos Victoria started its captive breeding program two months earlier than planned. We were always going to start the breeding program, but you can never guarantee that you're going to get males and females and that they'll be of breeding age and all those sorts of things. So to get a female coming in, especially after we did a collection and found mostly boys, it was very good to get a a girl come in right at the start. Wanda's been paired twice for the breeding program. Number one was Archie. But she's still trying to find her perfect match. With her first boyfriend, she was a little bit too submissive. She still wanted his attention and would always sort of walk over to him. But when he was giving her too much attention, she wasn't dominating and telling him to stop. We do have another boy called Potter. He's a bit of a favourite with most of the keepers. He's just got a really placid personality. He's the one paired with Wanda. Wanda's taking things slow with Potter, but they seem to be off to a good start. Breakfast time for the Plains Wanderers, first feed of the day, and uh, they'll also get another feed right at the end of the day too before we head off. The Plains Wanderer enclosure at Werribee Open Range Zoo is tucked away, far from the hustle and bustle of the rest of the zoo. There are some birds in the background of this audio, but we won't hear any Plains Wanderers this morning. They're super shy, and a vet has to be really careful around them. When I first get to the Plains Wanderer facility in the morning, the very first thing we do is get into our quarantine boots and make sure that we do sterilise our hands and all those sorts of things before we work in that space, and we keep it very clean. And this is a purpose-built Plains Wanderer facility. So if you imagine a hallway in a house with um, bedrooms off to each side of you, it's like that. We've got a raceway down the centre, enclosures on either side, and on ground level there's a little chute that we can open and pop their food through that chute so we don't even have to go into the pen. And the birds have learned that, and they know when we're coming and they will bunker down under a little grass and wait for us to do what we need to do. If they're quite comfortable, you'll see them standing up on their tiptoes in the open, just watching what you're doing, and that's a very alert stance for them, which is good as well. Yvette runs hot water into the sink and starts gathering bowls of food. The Plains Wanderers are getting mealworms and live crickets. Hey, Potter. Good boy. Some crickets. Good boy. Good girl. Good girl, Wanda. Yeah, it is special when I see her. Um, to be honest, 
in the morning when I see them, I'm just <laughs> happy to see them, that they're still healthy and still running around. I know that sounds really sad, but that's the best thing in the morning is actually just seeing that they're all right. And the Faux family? Well, they still talk about their unannounced house guest. Now everyone can't wait to see the we hear news about the, the birth of the oncoming brood. Or <laughs> eggs. I'm just so... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> expecting grandmother. <laughs> grandmother expecting some little birds. I hope I find out. Here's hoping one day Wanda will be a grandmother too, to a brood of chicks helping Zoos Victoria take the plains wanderer off the threatened species list. So exciting. And I'm hoping she's settled down at Werribee, but she's a very protected, guarded girl down there. It's great, isn't it? She's a royal lady. If an unannounced wildlife guest shows up at your place, try not to touch it. Some animals can get frightened easily, or they might already be injured. Put the emergency number for Wildlife Victoria in your contacts. 03 Then, if you come across sick, injured or orphaned wildlife, give them a ring. If you're interstate, search online for your local wildlife rescue service. Thanks to Dr David Baker-Gab for providing the recording of the Plains Wanderer call we heard in this episode. Thanks to the Faux family, Susan, Ian and Yvonne, and to Lynn Waller for sharing your story with us. And thanks to Yvette Powlick for your input into this episode and for taking us to visit Wanda. Fauna is produced by Bridie Smith and Beck Fari for Zoos Victoria, hosted by Annie Last. For more episodes and information on how to subscribe, head to zoo.org.au slash fauna or search Fauna in your podcast app. If you like what you've heard, let us know. Leave us a rating or review or reach out on Twitter at Zoos Victoria. Zoos Victoria operates three campuses, Hillsville Sanctuary, Melbourne Zoo and Werribee Open Range Zoo, and is a zoo-based conservation organisation fighting extinction to secure a future rich in wildlife.